in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts. Sister Crystal. Brother Phil. Topic today, New Earth. We're going to learn all about what's going to happen on New Earth. We're We're looking forward to going there, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I'm... Packing my bags as I speak. Or maybe I don't get to take anything with me, but... (laughs) My position now on end times eschatology, end times theology, is that we're living... There's two Earths right now. We're living on what's known... What I call proto-Earth, or what the Bible calls it the first Earth. Right. It's old Earth. It's, you know, Earth that the whole Bible was on. But there's a new Earth now that got created uh, hundreds of years ago now. Uh, in, in, in my opinion, right around 1405 now. So there's two Earths now. That's The other Earth is where you know the righteous go. And, um, of course, righteousness reigns supreme there. New um, Jerusalem is sitting there waiting for us with the streets of gold and the whole night. Right. We're going to have a whole other show on New Jerusalem. This one's on specifically New Earth. Right. Because we are going... It's gonna, The Bible has a lot of descriptions about New Earth. And this is why I know for a fact... We're not going to heaven, folks, because there's nothing in the scriptures that talk about what, what heaven is going to be like. It's always about new earth. Right. Well, the idea that, I mean, I love John, the book of John. It's such a great book. And especially when Jesus, John 14 is one of my favorite chapters, but that he says, I, for I go to prepare a place for you. Now, we all know that he left and then he returned in 70 AD and then he reigned for the millennial reign while Satan was locked up and then Satan was released and then well for whatever time he's he's he prepared this place that I think very well could be new heaven or new earth well yeah that's what I'm saying uh, the Bible clearly states this I believe mm-hmm. revelation 21 one mm-hmm. clearly states two earths there right. okay very clearly there's new earth and then there's first earth well, one and neither one of them are destroyed, according to right. that scripture. They're both around. It just said, when you go from first earth to new earth, you're passing by or passing away from this earth. Right. Essentially, it's the that's former what, earth. It's the former earth. It's like you're going from... One house to another, yeah. and your new house is located ahead of you, where your old house is former behind you. <laughs> yeah. It's like Long you're old. going from one place... To another place. Right. Okay, right. this is how it's described in our Bibles. Right. We do talk about, and this is why I, I, we want to talk about this new earth here, because the Bible has a little bit of descriptions about this. Mm. And for one thing, I think there's there's two groups of people who are going to actually live there. And now, well, I've, we've had some discussions, and the Bible's not 
perfectly clear on everything. Okay, we got a show. I don't know if we're gonna air, exactly when we're gonna air it on this idea of the Lake of Fire, where this mm-hmm. Lake of Fire is located. Now, I believe it's somewhere on this Earth because it was around a thousand years before the new, over a thousand years before the new Earth was even created. Right. Okay, and it was around then. And, and that's where the beast and the false prophet were thrown. It's in it, it is in this lake of fire. And now I believe that the devil had has joined them now. Right. But you still have all. And and the biggest question I'm having about this is like, well, if the devil's gone, why is there so much evil around? Well, you know what? The devil is just one being. Okay. Right. He's one of the fallen angels. Right. There were a third of the fallen angels all fell, and those ones. As far as we can tell, have not been thrown into the lake of fire yet. Right, and and that's the thing, is he was maybe the top dog of lots of dogs, and so there's dogs that are still left roaming and trying to devour or consume as many people or have them. The goal is they want people to worship them. Well, I think he, Satan was running things for approximately six thousand years of human history. <laughs> the, obviously, the thousand years he was bound, he wasn't running anything. But for 6,000 years of human history, he was running everything. Right. He's gone out of the picture now, but you know what? There are still demons that were running these countries. Right. As we've had previous shows on this, that it's all these demons that people were worshiping as their gods, and they were running these countries. Well, riddled throughout the Old yeah. Testament, these nations that had gods like Dagon and other gods that they worshipped. Yep. So that's what Molech they... Molech Baal and all these other ones. And that's yeah. what they thrived on is worship from people here, um, you know, humankind. Yeah, I believe right now the the demon that took over after the devil was cast into the lake of fire is Lucifer. Right. Okay. And the reason why I believe it is Lucifer is because Lucifer is the it, Luciferianism is what all these secret societies worship. Right. They don't worship the devil. They're not devil worshippers. They're Luciferians, is what they are. Right. And Lucifer and the devil are not the same being. Okay, and we're going to go over that maybe in another show. But let's go ahead and read Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. And this is talking about the great white throne judgment here. Okay, we're going to start there. Because a lot of times people don't understand. And if you haven't listened to my show on the resurrection of the wicked, you need to go listen to that show. Right. Because what I discussed there is that everyone, after they die, are going to get resurrected. Some people are going to get resurrected to eternal life right. and then everyone else is going to be resurrected to eternal shame or, and reproach and you know can in condemnation and all these there's a lot of other different words that describe all the other people and how they're going to they're, they're, they're going to be resurrected as well right. and i believe everyone that gets resurrected on this new earth mm-hmm. okay it's just that one part of the earth where new jerusalem side which is a huge city in the middle of new earth is the capital city and everyone else that didn't make the cut of being righteous. Right. And I would have to say, I believe it's probably the majority of people in this world today, unfortunately. Yeah. And the way this world is today, the majority of people do not make this cut. And this is why they're going to have to endure. And this is why I'm part of the message of this is I want everyone to go to New Jerusalem. Yes. We want to be citizens of that city. That glorious city that we're that we're waiting for, and we'll have a new show, another show on New Jerusalem because the Bible has quite a bit of details about this city. Right. But today we're going to be talking specifically about New Earth. Right. So let's go and read Revelation chapter twenty, verse eleven. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it. 
from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Okay, well, we don't want to go in the lake of fire, that's for sure. No. Because everyone, again, if your name's not written in the book of life, you're you're going to be cast into the lake of fire. Now, this is kind of unclear because it's possible no one's name could be in that book. I, you know, it's possible everyone's name could be in the book of life. It's just that I, the, one of the punishments that people, some people will get is this lake of fire. I don't believe everyone is going to get exactly the same punishment. But as we've known about on a previous show about the lake of fire, it's not a consuming fire. No. We know this for a fact because the devil and his, and he even says it right there, death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. So what's happened is this is the waiting place of the dead has now been consolidated right. into the lake of fire now. So the lake of fire has all the wicked dead now that go there. Well, all the wicked baddies, yeah. the the beast, the false prophet, and Satan, of course. It's like God grouped them all in one one little spot. Now, we're going to discuss exactly who lives on this new earth. Now, on the current earth that we live in now, what I call proto-earth, old earth, uh, the first earth, the Bible calls it the first earth. This is, that's what the earth we're living on now. We know the kind of people. We, we either have righteous mortals or wicked mortals now. Right. That's it. It's either you're a wicked person, but, you know, you're, we're all going to die. Um, you know, we're, we're all, all of our bodies are decaying and dying. Or you're a righteous person, and, you're, of course, you're aging and dying as well. And this is what we're enduring to the end. You know, we're all, none of us can just stay alive forever because this world's designed to pass away. Again, like we've discussed this word, pass right, away. Right, right. We know what this word means. In other words, we are going to go away from this place. Right. And because our bodies decay and we, you know, our bodies don't work as well as they did when we were in our youth and whatnot. And this is all by design so that we can make it to the new earth. But so there's two kinds of people on this world. We understand that there's the, all everybody here is just mortals. Right. We all are aging. We're all dying here. Okay. No one's living forever on this world, it's, but you're either wicked or righteous here. Now, on the new earth, though, it appears there's there's two kinds of people. Okay. And they're a little bit different. There is the immortals, okay, which are the people who got eternal life. Right. And it's resurrected th with new bodies. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, that I, that, I believe, includes all the first resurrected people. Right. The people that lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years, after the thousand years was up, you know, hey, new earth is created. And they went up to new earth. That's what they did. And they're living in, in, in New Jerusalem right now. Right. On the new earth. Right. Okay. This is where I believe they went after the thousand years was up. Because I always thought that's kind of weird. Well, what happened to all the first resurrected after the 1,000 year reign of Christ? Right. What was going to happen to those people? Well, now we kind of understand and know what's going to happen to them. 
they just went up to New Earth. They just, Jesus used them and, and they served a purpose while they were here for the thousand year reign of Christ. Mm -hmm. But after that thousand years was over, their job was done, of course, because they all got their immortal bodies. They went to, I believe, New Earth. Right. Okay. And that's, yeah. Some of them, like we talked about, Daniel was going to get his reward. Well, that was, yeah, that was at the Great White Throne Judgment. Right. But yeah. what I mean is that he was waiting all this time. Right. Everyone was waiting all this time. I was right. thinking that, you know, just the other day, you know, poor Abel, you know, he was the first one killed in the Bible. <laughs> that poor guy was in there for 7,000 years, almost, you know? I mean, that guy, he died and he waited in Hades for a long time. He was the first one there, as far as we know. Right. I mean, there might have been him. somebody else that died before Abel, but... We, you know, we don't really know. The point is, is that when he got down there, he wait, he was waiting um, for the new, his resurrection. All those, you know, centuries, all those millenniums. Finally, you know, he, in 1405, after almost a 7,000 year stint in there. Right. He was able to um, get his resurrection at, at right. that point because he was a righteous man. But see, that's the whole point is that, you know, all these people were waiting for the resurrection. And it finally happened after the the 7,000 year timeline expired. And, right. and we kind of went over that in other shows and whatnot. But now we're going to go over now who's on this new earth now. Mm -hmm. Because I believe there's the immortals, which we talked about, which, which is the first resurrected and all the righteous of the final resurrection are on this are, are both of them are immortals, except one's the, a, a part of the first resurrected group, and the other one's part of the second resurrected group, which is at the Great White Throne Judgment. But then everyone who died after that, who are righteous, also got the immortality. So anyone the Bible. who actually also dies today. Yeah. So if, like, say you're a righteous person and you die tomorrow, right. you're immediately going to get your immortal body mm -hmm. and have your inheritance in New in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Right. Right. There's a there's an inheritance waiting for you right there, depending on what you've done here. So, but there's also a lot of there's mortals living on New Earth too, I believe. There, yeah. there's things that we we um, read about. Um, is it in Matthew and other places that kind of discuss that on the outside? Well, yeah, the yeah. There's people that are going to be on the outside in outer darkness, where they're weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, and we don't understand exactly what all that means. I mean. We understand, but they're going to be resurrected as well, but they're not, they're, they're going to be on the outside. Well, what I'm kind of wondering, we already kind of covered that there are people going who might, you know, because of the way they live, they'll be cast into the lake of fire with brimstone. But why are these people resurrected to the outside? Well, let's go ahead and read um, Revelation chapter 22 here. Okay. Because okay? this gives us a little indication on the, there's going to be people inside that are going to get you know, we know eternal life are going to get their inheritance, you know, right. there. And then there's people on the outside. And Revelation chapter 22 kind of explains this very well. Go ahead and read Revelation chapter 22, verses 14 and 15 there. Blessed are those who do his commandment, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers, and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. Again, you're either in or you're out. Yeah, but you know, in the end of the the verses that talked about, that we covered before on uh, who goes into the lake of fire, mm -hmm. it also said liars. Now, I distinctly remember this because 
as a child, I had a problem with lying. <laughs> and I know my dad would say that he hated liars. But if he had only pointed me to these two passages of scripture, I probably would have stopped lying then and there. <laughs> I had to kind of learn and understand telling the truth was was good. And I did eventually about the age of 14. But, you know, from 7 to 14, I struggled with telling the truth. The idea, though, is liars is, has this in common, who practice lie and then liars are those who you know are in that grouping that go to the lake of fire so you know that's in that's kind of intent i'm gonna eventually do a show on you know the, the what what about the wicked dead what happens to them and you know the bible isn't it, it really gives a lot of in my opinion a lot of conflicting answers about this mm. it's almost like and i believe the reason for that is because not everyone gets the same exact punishment depending on y what you've done mm. it, you know everyone's gonna be judged based on what they've done the bible says okay mm -hmm. so there's certain people that are considered to be more wicked than other people and so there's gonna be varying punishments not everyone's gonna get the same exact punishment right maybe some people will go to the lake of fire maybe other people won't go there Maybe some people will be in outer darkness. Some people want me to say, oh, do you believe in annihilation? I honestly, I don't know. Because the Bible says a number of different things about the wicked. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is the same degree of, has the same degree of wickedness in their life, in their heart. Right. And God does judge the heart. Right. And God's judging the heart. And it's almost like somebody who st steals a billion dollars isn't going to get the getting is is going to get a different punishment than somebody who steals one dollar. Right. Okay. Obviously, one dollar. Yeah, they're both thieves, right? right? Technically, they're both thieves, right? But obviously, there's going to be a difference in every any honest judge. Right. Will any righteous judge will not punish the one guy who stole one dollar? The same way. The same as he is the same right. person who stole a million or a billion dollars. Well, you know, it's not going to be the same punishment. The punishment should fit the crime per se, and we know that God is a righteous judge, and so you know He will judge the crime or the the person adequately to what He sees fit, which is so great because He is such a righteous judge. Yeah, exactly. And so this is why we, you know, we need to understand most of sin actually revolves around theft. Mm. A lot of people don't realize that, but most sin revolves around this idea of theft. You're stealing something. Mm. That's what sin really is. It's you're stealing. Okay? Like, let me give you an example. Sexual immorality. You're stealing um, sex, essentially, that's, uh, that's not righteous. It's not yours to have. Okay, because if you are married, you, that's yours to have. That's yours to keep. If you're doing it outside of marriage, right? See, you're stealing that. See, it's a form of theft. Well, if your body doesn't, if it belongs to your spouse when you get married, then their body belongs to you. And if you're sharing your body with someone who's not your spouse, then therefore, yeah, you're you're um, allowing someone to steal something that belongs to your future spouse. Right. So, I mean, I, I think almost all everything revolves around theft really, when it comes to sin, okay? Mm. And this is what we're kind of going to be judged on. Some people are super thieves. Other people are, you know, they're just small small timers, you know? <laughs> and so this is kind of what, it, what the, way, the way it works, and that's why God's going to judge people on varying degrees. And so I don't know exactly how God's going to deal with everybody. You know, I, I, I just can't imagine Satan getting victory on no. anybody. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think he was used prim primarily as a tool. That's what it kind of, I'm getting the impression of, that God's used Satan as a tool all these right. years 
just to, to get the people to like, let's see who's who's mine and who's not. And we're going to use Satan as a tool, and after I'm done with it, I'm just going to discard him like a, like a dirty rag. And that's essentially what he did with Satan, with well, the devil. He, he basically defied God in the beginning, and he's been defying him ever since. So he thinks he's he tried to win, and that's probably what we talked about. You know, he was put into the lake of fire, and his torment is because he failed. You know, reminding, reminding himself that he was never successful. Well, let's move on here, because I want to move on to Isaiah, because Isaiah has another is the other really big passage of Scripture that talks about new earth. More than really, we get a lot of detail in Isaiah chapter 65 about this new earth. And this is why we're getting some descriptions that it's not the earth that we're living on now because the way he's describing things on this new earth, it's nothing like the earth we're living on now. So this is why I know that this is why I was getting perplexed about, I know we're not on new earth now because the way Isaiah describes it, it's completely opposite or different than this earth that we live on now. Let's go ahead and read Isaiah chapter 65. And um, we'll go ahead and start with verse 17 there. For there shall be a new heaven and a new earth, and they shall not at all remember the former, neither shall they at all come into their mind. Again, just like on the other verse that we talked about, Revelation 21, verse 1. Right. Okay. Behold, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth went by. Okay, right. we talked about that in that previous show, that that was... That was my the, the linchpin that I, I finally right. broke that linchpin, figuring out, okay, wait a minute, that doesn't mean destroyed. That means that it just went by. Same, see, Isaiah says the same thing, too. Former. Here, the former things, it didn't say they got, they got destroyed. It just it says that, oh, we're not going to remember those things anymore. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, if you want to get a memory out of your mind, it's not like where that thing happened is gone. It's just you're like, no, I'm not going to remember that old place anymore. Well, I know yeah. we talked about, you know, you know you've heard of uh, selective amnesia, but it's kind of like when you dream and then you wake up and you might remember parts of your dream or maybe, you know, just vaguely. And then you forget it all together. Maybe some things if you don't keep a dream journal, as some people do, but it's it's not as fresh. And maybe and through time. You forget all about it. You'll not remember the former things. It's not that the former things are dead, buried, and gone. It's just you're not going to be remembering them anymore. It's not forefront of your mind. Because you're now in a new place now. That old place, you don't want to have... You know, the place that we're on right now. This is right. That's what they're talking about. The, the old earth. The uh, first earth. We're not, we're not going to remember this place again. When we leave, that, we leave this place to go to the next one, we're not going to come back here. Well, we're, it makes we're so not much coming sense. Back. Because... They're not, yeah, why would they want to remember where they're never going to go? It's it's no longer in there. Not only that, but, you know, we know this place is like torture to uh, to us. It's a torment that we're living in this world right now because we're not at peace here. We know that evil runs this joint. Everyone who is in this world understands this. Right. That it's, it's wickedness and evil that's running this place. And it's running this place into the ground. Right. And so, yeah, do we, it, it, that's why it's torment for us. We're like Lot. Like the scripture we talked about in Lot, we feel like him. We're living in torment, living in a place full of sin and depravity, which is kind of the way I feel most yes. most days. So we're not going to want to, these former days, these this life, when we go to the next, we're not going to remember that anymore. This is an important thing to understand, because when we go to the new earth, <laughs> we're not going to, it's not going to come to our mind about right. this one anymore, right. because we're going to be in such a better place in the next one. 
Okay. Right. And so this is one thing to remember and understand. It's not that this place is dead and gone and buried. No, it's still here. It's just from our perspective, we're in such a better place that this place will not be remembered anymore. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. Go ahead and read the next verse here. But they shall find in her joy and exultation. For behold, I make Jerusalem a rejoicing and my people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and I will be glad in my people and there shall be no no more be heard in their and her the voice of weeping or the voice of crying again another description of of course here he's talking about the new jerusalem here coming down okay of course he just calls it jerusalem here but we know it's new jerusalem based on the scripture that we get in revelation that's new jerusalem coming down out of heaven and again we'll rejoice in this jerusalem Okay, the Jerusalem that we have here, it's gone. It's We're waiting for the new Jerusalem. Right. That's why it's new. It's not the old. Old Jerusalem is still on earth somewhere here. Wherever that place is at where old Jerusalem is, it doesn't matter. It's been vacated a long time ago. Right. Because now everyone, anybody who cares at all wants to go to new Jerusalem now. Right. Old Jerusalem, that's why it doesn't matter all these, the Holy Land and all this other nonsense that people get caught up in. This is old Jerusalem. We don't care about that one anymore. We're looking forward to new Jerusalem now because that's the only place that really matters. And that's on new earth. It isn't even on this one. So we're looking forward to the new Jerusalem on new earth. And this old Jerusalem here, it don't matter no more because it's the new Jerusalem that's replaced it. And that's why he said, no more weeping, no more crying. Well, this is how you know that we're not on new earth right now right because this life is full of weeping and crying this is it, it, one of the indicators it's like now the way they're describing this new jerusalem place this new earth it's not anything like what this earth is right now this is why it was perplexed i was get uh, did not understanding it until i figured out right. no there's two earths now and the, we're on the old earth where we have all that nonsense that goes on the new earth ain't gonna have all that stuff we're not gonna have weeping crying Pain, suffering, all that other stuff that we'll have to deal with there. Only joy. Yeah, no more weeping and crying is, is going to happen on that one. See, this is one one of the indicators you know that we're not on that. Go, go ahead and keep going there. Neither shall there be any more a child that dies untimely or an old man who shall not complete his time. For the youth shall be a hundred years old, and the sinner who dies at a hundred years shall also be a curse. Okay, this might confuse people because a lot of times people don't understand. It's like, remember, not everyone is going to be immortals living on this new earth. This is why I stated, stated this before. Remember, the wicked are going to go to new earth. Right. Of course, they're going to have long lifespans there. It's, it's kind of like it, it, the way it's describing here. Honestly, it, it describes here kind of like pre-flood scenario where people are living a thousand years old there on this new earth. Right. This is kind of what I, the way I'm, I'm getting this impression. It's kind of like it's a new earth, like pristine, like it, like they're in the Garden of Eden, and um, you know everything's it, is awesome. L- the lo- long lifespans. Remember, they don't get immortality. Not everyone does on New Earth. Right. Only the righteous get got the immortality. But let's say you went to New Earth, maybe the people that were dying untimely, maybe they were they were the people that converted. After they, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to know exactly what happens mm. over there. The Bible doesn't really say. Obviously, they're in outer darkness and stuff, but maybe they live long lifespans and, and, and all that. So, again, we don't understand exactly, but obviously, 
no one says, oh, 100 years old, they're so young. <laughs> when they died, it's like no one says that today. That's how you know it's, that's not on this earth. Right. That's on that earth over there. So there's a lot of things we still don't understand about this new earth and how everything operates and runs because we're just getting glimpses and pieces of it here and like, okay, well, wait a minute now. Um, you mean people are going to be living long lifespans? Yeah, they will. The, the, the people that are not, don't, don't get immortality. Right. That don't get eternal life. Which, I, I'm going to hate to say this, it's, it's probably going to be the majority of people. Because, remember, there few, Jesus says, few there be that find life. So the majority of people aren't going to make get immortality, but a lot of the people, maybe when they get over there, maybe they have a change of heart, and they, they start following the Lord then. I don't know. It's hard to know exactly what's going to happen over there. Okay? Right. And that's why I'm saying, I think there's different degrees of punishment that people get. And this is why I'm saying, it, it, but this obviously isn't here now. Nobody says, oh, that 100-year-old, he's so young when he died. <laughs> no one says that here. That's how you know this place, this isn't here. So, yeah, obviously, maybe there, this is what you would, that, that would, would be the, the norm. People living 1,000 years old um, that are not among the immortals, right. not among the righteous that got over there, changed their ways maybe, and now they're, you know, they're living long lifespans and whatnot. So, it's kind of hard to know anything, but obviously that world is a much better place. And, of course, we even know that even before the flood, people were living that long, and it, it was rampant and full of wickedness there. Matter of fact, that's how they, why God had to destroy the whole world right. by flood, because people were living such long lifespans there. Right. My thinking is this new world is going to be similar to that world, similar to pre-flood scenario where people were living long lifespans, green, lush, it's got a, a glorious city in there of immortals living there. But of course, we're a, a minority. I hate to say that majority of people that make it to New Earth are not going to be immortals. Right. Only going to be a small, we're gonna only gonna, We're only going to be a small percentage of people. The remnant. The remnant, yeah, mm -hmm. the Bible says. Remember, you got to make every effort to enter through the narrow gate. You know, right. you've got, there's so many ways Christ tells us to do this. And this is what we're trying to warn people we, we want, I want every one of my listeners to be one of those that makes it through that yes. narrow gate. Yes. Because most people are not going to make it through there. They're listening to the world. They're listening to the wickedness of, of this age right now. And they're not listening to, to the, the Word of God and the Holy Bible. That's right. what they're not. They're not listening to the commandments of God. Okay. Right. So I'm just trying to get everyone to warn there. So again, this long lifespans of people who are of the mortals that are living. So there's two groups of people living there. There's the immortals. And then there's the mortals. Okay, the mortals apparently will get these long lifespans. Okay, mm -hmm. so, you know, let's go ahead and continue to read there. And they shall build houses, and they shall dwell in them, and they shall plant vineyards, and shall eat its fruit. They shall by no means build, and others inhabit, and they shall by no means plant, and others eat. For as the days of the tree of life shall be the days of my people they shall but long enjoy the fruits of their labors. Okay, so in other words, we're not we're going to be working, and the work that we do is not going to be in vain. This is why we're going to get an eternal inheritance when we get over there. The people who are immortals are going to be get got eternal inheritances waiting for us. And again, we're going to build, and other people are not going to inhabit that. That's what happens today. A lot of times, right. you'll build something, and then you'll die, and then somebody else lives in that house right. after your death, right? You did all this work here on this earth, and then you don't really, you can't really fully enjoy it because it's it's the next generation really truly enjoys what you what you built. Right. And that's happened throughout most of human history anyway. That you know people will, our society gets built up, and then we pass away, and then other people come and take over what what we actually built. 
Right. Okay. So that's what I'm saying here. We're going to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Again, we're going to be, apparently on New Earth, we're still going to be working. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be, you know, building gardens. And it's not going to be like we're going to be lazy just sitting around, you know, doing nothing. And that's what most people want to think of as in their whole life. No, we're going to be enjoying life. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a life that we could finally enjoy. As opposed to life that we live now where it's like it's a pain and struggle all the time. And my elect shall not toil in vain, neither shall they beget children to be cursed. For they are a seed blessed of God and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will hearken to them while they are yet speaking. And I will say, what is it? Then wolves and lambs shall feed together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the earth shall be the serpent's bread. And they shall not injure or destroy on my holy mountain, says the Lord. Animals. This is another thing. A lot of people say, well, maybe the wolf and the lamb feed together. Yeah, that's on new earth, folks. Mm. See, people, a lot of times, will, when I mention this idea that, Oh, well, when did the wolf and lamb feed together? Yeah, that's not here on this world. That's why you, you'll never see that here. Okay, this is why you know, another reason why you know that this is on new earth. Right. Because wolves and lambs don't feed together right. on this world. And no one is under the illusion that's the case right now. Because in this world, no, wolves kill lambs because that's their food. That's on this earth. Well, guess what? On New Earth, not, we learn a few things. That animals will be unified. But not only that, but there's going to be animals on the New Earth. See, we, we learned something else. We learned about these different animals that are all going to be living together on this New Earth. Peacefully and, on, yeah. uh, among us, except for the dogs. Well, yeah. <laughs> you always tease me about that, but this says that outside... The city where the weeping and national teeth are is where the dogs are. So there's not going to be predatory animals, apparently, on the new earth. But there are going to be animals there and everyone. They're all going to be unified and in harmony with nature. The way I believe God originally intended it anyway. I think that that might have been the way it was during Mm pre-flood scenario. And now we're going back to that now in this new earth. So obviously that's not going to be a world that, you know, we're going to have to carry around a shotgun when we go out hiking in the the woods in case we get attacked by a bear. That's not ever going to happen on the new. That's why we don't need weapons on the new earth. Well, the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Right. We don't see lions eating straw today. Right. Lions eat other animals. We all know that that's the reality of our world today. Right. In this world today, this is the reality. In the new earth, we we know it's going to be a completely different story. So again, this is why I'm saying two earths here. And this is what the Bible teaches. It's just that people don't understand. It's like, no, we're not on the new earth. We're on the old one now. And we're enduring to the end of this life to get to that one. And that's what we want to go for. Okay, that's what we're doing. We're we're going for now. We're going for that one. Of course, we want to stay righteous and holy. Okay, because if we don't, we're going to be. We're not going to be among the gaining eternal life, which is the inheritance that we want to get. Remember, everyone's going to be judged differently, and I don't understand how the judgment's going to go there because the Bible doesn't really say. But you know, obviously, there's going to be people living long lifespans. Those people obviously aren't among the elect. You know, obviously, everyone's going to get a different judgment, different whatever on this new earth you know we don't understand it all and god of course doesn't give us all the specific details because he wants us just to trust in him have faith in his his plan and his purpose and know that hey we want to be among the righteous 
We want to make every effort to enter through the narrow gate. We want to be the one that makes it to the new Jerusalem as citizens of that city as opposed to being cast out because we aren't righteous. Because we know right now we're living in Satan's little season. Not only because it's biblical. But it's the only thing that makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Little Season production.